episode 12. Um, the one that we meant to show on or actually do on Friday, but then we realized it was Good Friday and that most people were probably not going to be tuning in due to uh, going to church, maybe having the day off to see family for Easter. Yeah. Or whatever you might be doing on, uh, on, on, on Good Friday. So, so there's that. So here we are. How are you? It's, it's a good Tuesday. Yeah? Yeah. How, did, how was your Easter? Uh, it was good. We yeah, just did some family stuff and yeah. ate some food. Yeah. Found some found some eggs. Well, I didn't find any eggs. Did you have any candy? I, I don't think I had any candy. Maybe a piece or two. I, uh, I think I was too full for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, What's your stance on peeps? I can't stand them. Thank you. All right. Did you hear about the guy, though, that ate 255 of them? No. The competitive eater? Yeah. He's a peep master. I, I don't know. There's not many things on this earth I dislike more than peeps. Yeah. Hey, you were telling me about that dating app the other day that you saw on TV. Yeah. We should put peeps in there. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Explain that again. Uh, so I think it's called Hated. And I, I saw it, I think, on 60 Minutes like a week or two ago. How old are you? Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, I was not looking for, uh, and I was not looking for dating apps by the way, but it was on like 60 minutes, but it showed, it was kind of funny cause it showed, uh, basically it, it matches you up based on what you hate. So like, like you said, peeps, if you hate peeps and someone else hates peeps, oh, there's a match. So it's kind of cool. I, uh, don't you think that's going to be more successful than things you like? Because you might like walks on the beach but if you both hate peeps i don't know it's kind of a in or a both well I, but there might be something else to play in there like you know best two out of three or something you know what i mean that's true i don't i'm not sure how it works i just thought it was pretty funny but i just love the idea yeah but no peeps should totally make that that app it probably is in there i have no idea but we should have thought about this more before we uh, uh created creative arcade why is it i don't well, know if if you would have liked peeps this wouldn't have worked <laughs> should have talked about that some more yeah hey jan how are you oh doing pretty well yeah so our uh uh our buddy jan here who uh who does a lot of our web development he uh he's right man in the controls we have kind of a new setup uh for the podcast if you kind of maybe notice uh and for facebook live um so uh, how, how was your easter busy yeah <laughs> it's always a big holiday for us and uh, a lot of work goes into getting ready for that day, but had a lot of good time with family. Yeah. So yeah, it was good. Did you, did you have any peeps? No, not no. a big fan of the peeps. Yes. Yeah. This is so good. this is this is gonna work out. This is gonna work out. Yeah, I think not, we don't like peeps. Kind of a long term deal right. there. Right. So, well, what else is going on lately? <sighs> Man. Well, I think we could probably jump into things, huh? You want to jump into? Oh, okay. Like I don't know. Carl's, like the Carl's Jr. Well, I, if you want. <laughs> It's raining. It's it's raining here in Duluth, and you probably see less light on our, our yeah. faces today. Yeah, I don't know. Better than snowing. <laughs> snowing yeah, it, it probably will. So last time we did this, we we talked a lot about brand identity and reasons to change. You know why you might uh, change up your brand identity. There might be a variety of reasons, and and uh, what kind of started that whole thing is we were really loving spring the other week. Mm -hmm. And of course, spring is a huge change, at least in northern Minnesota, going from snow or a little bit of snow to no snow, and then maybe sometimes back to snow, but most of the time it's just a constant flux of change. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I know last time I think we, we talked about 
maybe talking about the web world this fall. So, yeah. So I think we're. I know we're going to talk about today some some good reasons to change your website. Right. Or or what are some possible changes and and you know it can be different for everybody, mm-hmm. but. Um, I think the biggest thing that right off the bat that I think uh, most people will, will will tell you nowadays is your site not being mobile friendly. Um, and for a while there, there was there was the uh, uh, mobile version of a website, mm-hmm. which was typically a browser detect that said, "Oh, if you're coming from a mobile mobile device, show them the uh, it would show you like a uh, basically a subdomain uh, m dot whatever, which works, but um, those days are." I think fast going away or they should be. <laughs> I think what I disliked about most of those is I feel like not all the content was always there. Yeah. So the one thing I was always looking for was never in that mobile version. So I'd always have to scroll the bottom and click the full version of site. Right. I, I hate that. I mean, now everything's responsive, mm-hmm. uh, which basically just means that your screen will respond to uh, your phone or your iPad or your Kindle or name it um, mm-hmm. so you don't you basically edit one specific web page but it basically takes care of everything mm-hmm. um, across all the mobile devices um, and I know that uh, Google over well almost I think it's going on two years already they started to say well if you're not, not going to be mobile friendly um, you're gonna start ranking low in the search engines basically you know? if you don't care about the internet we don't care about you right basically yeah. like yeah. that um, I know, and maybe Jan, maybe you can speak to this, but I mean, for for a web developer, what does that meant for you guys? I mean, oh, it used to be such a pain because when you would go to develop a site, you'd have to account for the time to essentially double all the content, right, or the, or double all the code because you had to have one version that was available for desktop, and it, a lot of times it was a completely separate site from mobile, and so we don't have to deal with that anymore. Everything is all the, the same set of content. You can make sure everything's consistent. For editing, it's a lot easier. Maintenance is a lot easier now. Uh, it's just been a wonderful thing to see happening in terms of development. I think also just and this is maybe a, just a byproduct of that is, you know, you go from your mobile like in your social media, and if you happen to click over to, to actually be able to use it right away, versus if you went from maybe a great engagement experience on social, and you click, say you happen to click over from there, and then now you have to pinch it open and all this yeah. that. I mean, yeah, I think it makes everything integrate better too. I think mm-hmm. uh, playing nicely, so. Yep. I think that leads into the next uh, next bullet point here would be user uh, user experience and right. I mean, if you if you if you've noticed you have a the things are extremely hard to get to. Uh, I think the uh, for a while there back in the day it was always this three click rule that it take you know you need to you need to get everything within three clicks, which mm-hmm. I think is a nice a nice to have. But I think nowadays with mobile, it's not a need to have. I think. No, not really. No, I, I, I mean, it, I, on a desktop, yeah, it's kind of nice. I think, but I think it's, it's really unrealistic, mm-hmm. especially with mobile now. I mean, you got to be able to get to so much more in a smaller window. So to yeah. expect it to do that in three clicks is really hard to do. I think mm-hmm. it's all about the organization, as long as it makes sense. Right, right. Um, so there's that. I think, I think there's got to be more. Um, with that said, I think there, there's a lot more work having to be done now to get to think about mobile yep. and and how that's gonna reflect you know when people say mobile first you almost got to start in reverse to really mm-hmm. think that through because the desktop is now kind of the uh, 
kind of the least of your worries kind of thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And a lot of that can be alleviated just by planning ahead a little bit. It's, yeah. It doesn't really add a lot if you're planning for it to, to begin with. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now having it responsive might uh, be a little less work on the back end now when doing updates and things. But I think on the front end of it now, we're, you, we find ourselves designing at a couple different sizes and views. So yep. it's a little extra work on the, on the front end, but I think it uh, works so much better when it's done. I think, though, too, though, the, the being able to kind of force, not necessarily force you, but it makes you think about things a lot harder, mm-hmm. probably makes a better web experience than overall. Yep. Yeah. Maybe in the past, too, you know, mm-hmm. you have to think that way, too. So, mm-hmm. um, but that's also one of those times that, you know, you probably, if you're going to ever change your website, if you're wondering, that would be a good one is just, you know, how, how are people interacting with, mm-hmm. with the site? You know, sometimes the ways you can find that even is just simple things like uh, doing some surveys with your, with your clientele. Maybe you've got, you know, if you do have, say, like an email newsletter list or something, you could send out, you know, simple survey monkey piece with some questions about your website to kind of get some feedback. You know, mm-hmm. in case you're ever wondering, that's a good way to know if, if they're having trouble. Um, kind of skipping ahead, even analytics can help with that. We'll probably hit on that a little, in a little bit. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, definitely usability and that whole user experience is something that um, can definitely drive that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, we're talking about usability on the, the end user yeah. side of it. If you think about the actual owner of the website or the business and things like that, the updating the site has often been a reason we've been contacted to redo websites is it's too hard to update or right. I've mm-hmm. never been able to update. I've only been able to send in a ticket or things like that. Yeah. You know, our content management system is scary. I don't right. know how to use it. Well, I mean, I see less and less. I mean, that's a good point is, is well, just simply a content management system. Yep. Mm-hmm. CMS. Mm-hmm. You know, which basically is a uh, the back end of your website where you can basically log in and, and be able to update certain aspects of your site um, through basically a web page. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, you know, Jan, years ago when, when we worked together um, at past agencies and stuff, back in the old HTML days, there was a <laughs> lot of, just a lot of uh, tables and yeah. stuff like that. And, and uh, that was obviously pretty responsive, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'd say what probably two. I'd say mid to late two thousands, we started to see that happen. Mm-hmm. The kind of the move over to the CMS. Yep. Um, not everyone did it, and um, but now I, I hardly ever see a site that we redo that doesn't not have a you know doesn't have a CMS. I think it's kind of probably finally um, taken hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's become the norm now. Yeah. The so- pop- the only thing I would say with that though is is I think if it's if it's not doing what you need it to do or maybe your your site has gotten to a point where it's scaled to a point where maybe your CMS that you currently have is maybe outdated and mm-hmm. how you need it to look for you, um, or the fact if you're going responsive maybe your CMS is not set up to do that because that could be another thing that you know because you might say well I already have a CMS so why would I need to need to maybe make a change well that, those could be a couple of those reasons there. But. Yeah. Something else we run into fairly frequently is that uh, a lot of sites will be running under a proprietary CMS, which means they're tied to a specific host, and it can't be upgraded or moved. And so that's another yeah, yeah. thing connected to the CMS there. Yeah, it's well, I think along those same lines too is there. You know, there are a lot of pre-made templates or themes and plugins, things like that, that people use, and sometimes we use them too. A yeah. lot of stuff we do is custom, but sometimes we use themes. And what we're finding too is once in a while they just stop updating those themes and, and plugins and people are having a hard time updating with the new 
software yeah. and things. That's unfortunate. You know, I mean, yeah, like you said, you know, depending on, on clients' budget, sometimes a totally custom from scratch site with a, you know, with a full on CMS isn't in the budget. Right. You know, so then it's like, well, how, how can we still get you? And that's what's nice about using a prepackaged theme, you know, especially like with WordPress or something, is that it's really inexpensive to basically get a can start. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, then if we install it and we update the look and feel to reflect the brand attributes and stuff, you know, that's that's where that that uh, you can get a really nice website for honestly not a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about what it used to take or what it can take to go yeah. totally custom from scratch. You know, although I think that you would prefer that. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but sometimes budget doesn't allow that. But but that's a good point. Is that um, problem with that is sometimes over time, those themes won't get updated. Yep. WordPress or other technologies that play used to play nice with it don't play nice anymore, and now it's more of a problem than with anything or security risk. You mm -hmm. know, like there's a loophole for a you know some kind of bot or something that they're trying to take over and hack the website. But mm -hmm. so uh, I think too, you know. You think about content strategy, you know, sometimes I think a lot of people are still under the, the, the impression that, oh, I have a website, you know, it's going to treat it more like a business card. And, and so they don't really use it uh, maybe to its fullest potential. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, you know, content strategy becomes a really big piece and sometimes can be the driving factor for that. You know, uh, whether sometimes you might not have much of a content strategy. And what I mean that is depending on what you're trying to convey through your website, outside of your static pages, you might have other pieces of content that you need to use in order to project image, brand, um, other pieces of content that your customers, your clients need to know about. So maybe that's through an email newsletter, could be through video. So we say content strategy, it's, it's basically being strategic about what kind of content do we need to present this stuff, right? And there too, you know, the, the website becoming kind of a hub um, definitely needs to uh, be able to house that stuff, right? You know, so um, so if you have a lack lack of a content strategy, you might say, well, I want to start doing X, Y, and Z, and you might say, well, if we do that, then maybe our site needs to be updated or needs mm -hmm. to be changed. You know, that could be some something new, or maybe you're changing your content strategy. And I think for us, um, you know, we just we just uh, we're actually in the middle of of uh, of working on our own website and. Uh, I don't know, Jan. Do we? I think we had a little. I think we have a little uh, little graphic here. Yep. Just to show what we're talking about already. Here. There we go. Um, cool. So it's um. So obviously here we're just showing, and it might not look much different on screen here, but as you can see, like on the left, that's our current uh, current homepage. Uh, but being uh, we're now doing um, working with HubSpot, uh, not only for ourselves but also for our clients, but for for. For our own piece here, as you can see on the right, we've, we've started to integrate um, landing pages um, at separate uh, subdomains to work nicely with HubSpot. And so just, just in um, creating some of these, you know, and granted, this doesn't look a whole lot different than you might not notice, but there's a lot, actually a lot of a lot of things that are a little bit different um, to us because obviously we're, we're building the site, but, um, the, but there is some differences there. And that, that kind of said to us that maybe it's time to rethink our current website. Just because we we've integrated that, and you know, how does that everything else need to play play uh, and be part of that, and better reflect mm -hmm. kind of where we're going with our own uh, uh, brand on the web. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think what you said there about it's very subtle, maybe to a lot of people, but that's what we wanted. Yeah, we wanted 
the the new landing pages, the new HubSpot portion of it to look just like our our current website, so yep. that it's seamless. You're, you don't feel like you're on a different page, different website. Um, and again, it, that for us, that was kind of is kind of a temporary solution until we bring the whole site to the new design. Right. Yeah. So I mean, there there that's just a quick example of maybe a changing of a content strategy, or yeah. obviously if you have a lack of that. You know, that would be a a reason to maybe mm-hmm. say it's time to, 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 to redo that. So. Well, I would say too, with the content strategy, you, you look at all the other things we're talk, we've already talked about, and, and maybe we'll talk about here uh, coming forward, is unless you have a content strategy, um, I think a lot of times it might not be a good thing to, to redo your website. So even if you just want it to be responsive, um, unless you have the right things in place and mm-hmm. doing the right things with your website, it might not be worth the cost, I guess, unless you're doing it yourself or yeah. something like that. But if you're bringing in a professional, um, unless you have that content strategy, yeah. maybe you're not ready yet. Yeah, because maybe you want to put in some cat videos. That's true. You know, right? <laughs> or what else could you put in there? Uh, I don't know. Insert insert content here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it could be a content strategy. Maybe yeah, you like yeah. cats. You yeah. want cats in there. Right. We're gonna put cats in there. That's that's your content strategy. So you might say, yeah. "Well, I need a better way to show the video of the cats." That's true. And horses and I don't know, whatever. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think too, and we just mentioned this before is is also the fact that this is this is probably what number five here of a few more uh, points to make here, but simply that just again that mentality that you know really your website. You know, this isn't this isn't the late '90s or early 2000s where you might only getting your first website ever. It's and you know a lot a lot of times there was this kind of set it and forget it mentality. Mm-hmm. And maybe at the time it was fine, but nowadays it really should be the hub of everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. Even if you are doing a lot of digital marketing, you know, even your offline marketing should be pointing your website. Your website should really be the place to do a lot of your heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. I think that's the term we always use is you know your hub or your place to do your heavy lifting, right? Yep. To, um, and again, that's where that content strategy can kind of take it a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, the meat, meat of the sandwich, you know? Yeah. Speaking of sandwich, how was your sandwich today? Um, large. <laughs> so, so today, Phil, <laughs> he's eating lunch quick before we're doing this. And I look over in the kitchen, he looked like Guy Fieri over there. He had, he had mounds of like lettuce and, I mean, claps was, to you. It was, it was very healthy. Claps to you, man. You had all the greens and stuff going on, but... Um, well, I get to a point where I've got peppers and cucumbers and <laughs> banana peppers and whatever ham or uh, turkey and cheese, right. and it, it, it kind of became a, a sandwich. And then all the other stuff that wouldn't fit on the uh, I put on the side was good. So something went wrong. Something went wrong with our podcast. Uh oh. Is it back? Is it back? It's, oh, it's oh, back. It looks like it's back over here. Woo! I, maybe that was just... I got a big logo on my Maybe head. it was just something that? on here. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right, so back to my sandwich. Back to your sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I was... Uh, I had planned on making a, a bowl of soup with it, but I didn't really need it. I made the soup. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's funny, because I bring in uh, healthy uh, fruits and vegetables, and these guys give me a lot of crap for it, so I think I'm just going to go back to the, the terrible food and... Yeah. Yeah. It works for me. Then nobody talks to me at lunch then. <laughs> How's your general souls? Cheech taken. <laughs> uh, so another reason why you might, again, we talked about this a little bit, is brand identity change, right? 
back to the website. How do we go? How did the I sandwich just jumped ahead because I'm. I, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out the sandwich. And, yeah, I'm already. I moved yeah. on. I moved on. Yeah. Okay. Um, so to all brand identity change, which you know, we talked about last time, but I, I mean for obvious reasons, if if your brand attributes have all changed, your elements, colors, logo, fonts, tone of voice, photography. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that would be at least a place to at least update that stuff yeah. on your current site. Or it might be also one of those times to go, well, maybe we should change it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Like, I know one, one example um, is the IRYA, uh, Iron Range Youth in Action, uh, which is actually St. Louis County, one of our clients, St. Louis County here in Minnesota. Um program that they have for youth up on the Iron Range, right? That's a clever why name. Iron yeah. Range Youth in Action. Sure. Um, but I know like what last year, you know, we did a, we did a redo and, and for a lot of the reasons that we already hit on, like lack of being responsive, um, brand identity change, we did some work with them on that. Um, updating content was huge for them. They were having a hard time updating their current content. Right. Jan, did you have a, did we have a graphic for that? Oh, okay. Um, so I know we have a graphic here. I think we're showing just to show you what we're talking about. But you know, on the left, on the left, we uh, we uh, that's kind of where we started. They had that for since what two thousand three or four, I think, was when they had originally built that page. And first, they came with us for again a more of a, a logo and some not a full on identity, but a logo and some 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 attributes to yeah. kind of take it to another level to. Especially when you think about mobile and, and the, the kids, you know, that, that audience that, that, that we need to hit. Um, we had to think mobile first a little bit on that. So, so when we went from that, we went to this, this new look and feel, as you can see on the right. Um, and you can see how, also how it responded to mobile there as an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but again, this is, this is one of those times that it totally made sense. I think a lot of their needs had maybe not changed, but they, they had a greater need for some of their... Um, Greater need for some of their needs. So, for right. example, they wanted. I told you what you mean. Yeah, they, they they wanted people to be able to sign up easily through yeah. the website to volunteer. They wanted uh, social media to be integrated a lot more because that's how you reach the youth. Yeah. And I, their current site just wasn't wasn't a place we wanted to hold, host right. all of those things. Right. Well, and, and then too, I mean, as you can, you know, as you probably saw on there, you went too. We went from this kind of red, white, and blue. You know, which you know was very patriotic looking, mm-hmm. but really didn't speak to kids, and especially not not teenagers today. And so, you know, just you know, going to some of those very specific, uh, different, a little more vibrant colors and uh, something different. I think it was really important. So, mm-hmm. so again, just an example there too, where you know a brand identity change totally makes sense to bring that bring that through. Yeah, and that's maybe an obvious statement, but I think I think there are a lot of times too where you can you know you may have just redid your website last year and maybe it still works for the most part for what you need to do or you know the identity needs to change anything it might just be an update mm-hmm. you know so that's again every situation is a little bit different but one of those reasons um i would say competition too uh, could be a driving force in this um you know whether your, your other competitors are are doing some of the these strategies we're talking about or maybe they're doing inbound marketing maybe you know in other words, maybe they get it and you don't, and they might be crushing you. They might not yeah. be. They might be, and that's making gains on you. That's that's totally true. I mean, I, I think I think um, you see that a lot. You know, where, where and it's not like oh, I need to keep up with the Joneses kind of thing, but it's it's a little bit like that though too, where you might say, well, you know, we're doing fine, but but you know, there's 
there's a difference. Maybe our shift in market share a little bit, you know, between, you know, this guy over here and this person over here. And, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, and they, they obviously updated some things. Maybe they went through a whole brand identity as well, which improved the website or maybe strictly that. Or maybe they did a content strategy change and, you know, they changed up their website. You might have to say, well, does ours still work mm -hmm. as being a, if someone comes to our site and they're not sure to, who to go with, you know, does ours, uh, you know, the litmus test, does it hold up? Yeah. You know, it's definitely true. You know, you might have to say it. You might have to just update for the sake of keeping up with, with, with the Joneses, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think along the same lines for some businesses, you know, you might have uh, an e-commerce portion of, or maybe you don't have an e-commerce portion, but you could. Yeah. And you, you're selling goods. You're, you have a, maybe you have a brick and mortar store. Maybe you're selling online only and you, and you don't have that part of it is e-commerce and maybe your competitors do. Mm -hmm. um, I think that could be another reason to switch up your site because that doing an e-commerce site versus a regular site, there's a lot of different things to think about and, and right. some platforms can't handle it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, that's, that's probably an easy one, you know, but, but it's one that definitely makes sense, mm -hmm. you know, the e-commerce side of it, you know, you know, and for all of it, I mean, even, even analytics can, can say a lot and maybe Jan, you can speak to this more, but mm -hmm. you know, if you look at your analytics, I can tell you a lot about, about maybe what needs to be done. Or even if it's not the full site, maybe it's even parts of your site. You know, yep, maybe it yeah. can tell you a lot about very specific content. Mm -hmm. And back to your content strategy, you might say, Well, this was a good idea, but no one cares. Mm -hmm. You know, but you know, so it could be a lot of things. Bounce rates too high. Nowadays content is extremely important because it used to be with analytics, uh, a lot of search engine rankings were based on the keywords that you defined on the page and yeah. those aren't used anymore. It's it's all based on what kind of keywords can be found in the content you have. Right. So if the content on your site isn't what users are looking for, uh, then it's not doing you any good. Right. That, that plays in what they call page rank, you mm -hmm. know, where Google basically ranks based on a, a lot of factors. We won't yep. go into those today, but um, to your point, that's... You know, so that there too, when you think about an organic search on Google or Bing mm -hmm. or whatever, and you're way down the list, it could be that your content's really bad. Yep. You know, just simply bad. It's not necessarily that your site's bad or, or maybe even your, your use of keywords. Maybe it's just the way your content's structured even. Yep. And that can play a, a lot, a big part in how it ranks you versus your competitors. So again, back to competition, mm -hmm. that could be one of those things too, is page ranking analytics. Yep. You know? And you already mentioned bounce rate. I yeah. mean, if you're seeing a really, really high bounce rate on your site, it means there's nothing there that's keeping people on your site. They're they're checking out a page and then leaving. Right. Um, probably going somewhere else to find the content they're looking for. So you want to make sure you're you're putting content on your site that's going to engage with your users. Mm -hmm. So you know, so that means if you're putting up cat videos and you're not getting very good results, they might be one of the Phil's cat videos that's because true. he's doing it better. Right. Better quality cat videos. Yeah. 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 I would say too with the analytics that you know you look at the reverse of that is maybe you are getting great analytics you know so you you already know that maybe i need to keep these things in place maybe i need to expand on this area uh, maybe i don't need the whole refresh or maybe it's just part of it so yeah. i think on the flip side you might be doing well but you still might need you know something maybe it's the update yeah the, the brand identity update things like that where totally. it's not a full redo because you are doing well yeah but time to change it up a little bit I think too, it's, it's, you know, even just knowing your audience, you know, and this all again ties together your content strategy even is, and that's through analytics too, you know, is, uh, again, you might put up something that you think you think is just great or, you know, or, or maybe you think your audience likes, but if you don't really know, you know, and, and that's again, over time you can, you can obviously use analytics. Maybe there is some outside things you can do to, to get feedback about that. Um, but, but 
But just like anything, to know the right content is to know your audience. Yeah. And you know your audience, you know, and how they consume that kind of stuff. Because maybe you're doing an email newsletter, but really you should be doing a lot of blogging and maybe posting it on Facebook or mm-hmm. right inside Facebook. Or, you know, there could be a lot of other ways yeah. to do that. So know, knowing your audience can also dictate a lot about, do I need to upgrade? Do I need to do a brand new site? Do I need to change up the way I present content? all plays a factor mm-hmm. so um, one, one of the things that we've seen a few times is uh, clients might have separate separate websites that are doing separate things maybe it's a separate blog or maybe they have an e-commerce site and then their corporate site and things like that so I think consolidating some of their their efforts um, yeah is one thing we've seen before and yep and for some reason they kept them separate in the past, but now it's time to make life easier and, yeah. and put them all together. Yeah, those are all good examples, but I, you know, a lot of times too, you run into where they're doing a lot of things content strategy wise that maybe they're not utilizing the platform they built it in. So they're using, um, you know, maybe some kind of, you know, you click on this and it takes to a, a third party page to use this very specific piece of software content. Mm-hmm. And you go over here for something else and over time, you know, like a lot of websites, they start to kind of take on a lot of junk, you know, yeah. that kind of clutters it up. And, you know, maybe some of that stuff can actually be done through the actual interface of the website and not a third party piece. Mm-hmm. Or maybe something's been updated where that third party piece now has a plugin or something that you can actually run it right through your website versus opening another browser tab or something else, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, that's, that's what it's there for. And there's definitely rules of thumb for that. But but you're right, those are ways, those are things that to consider is if your platform starts to get a little out of hand mm-hmm. on how you present things, you might want to start to wrangle those in. That might mean starting over. Sure. So that's that's a that's a good one. I think another one too is uh, thinking about security. Mm-hmm. Um, and this goes at the C, you know the CMS side of things too, is mm-hmm. um, being sure that you uh, are up to date with things and if you again back to what we said before about sometimes themes and things might run their their life run the course and they can't be updated anymore well that's where you start to create these these vulnerabilities yeah where now your site's more apt to be hacked yeah um, well if you go a step beyond that your your site could already have been compromised right. and you lost everything or you just need to right you <laughs> might want to start over you might want to start over yeah because you might have to <laughs> exactly <laughs> Oh, my cat videos are gone. I guess I got to put them up here now. What is with you and these cat videos? I don't know. I don't even like cat videos. I don't know why I'm saying it. I'm trying to think of something that everyone else likes. but You don't like cat videos, but every time I see you watch when you laugh. I laugh. <laughs> I send them to Deb all the time. Yeah. Guilty pleasure. Deb's my our friend, Deb, at another agency, but she likes stupid cat videos. <laughs> I think she should like that part of the Yeah, podcast. so she's watching. Deb, if you're watching. Send us your favorite cat video. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know. Then there's also, you know, sometimes depending on the, the organization you're in, you might want to, you might say, well, this is great. Our website's great public facing, but on an internal side, maybe there's a need to share specific things, but maybe it's not, you know, it doesn't make sense to put it on on the public facing site. So, right. uh, you know, there's also an, an intranet. Which is basically a web page, but basically it runs um, behind the scenes, if you will, and is only accessed by employees, right? Mm-hmm. Where you house things like forms and you ha- and maybe specific internal calendars, and maybe I mean, there's there's a, a probably a thousand reasons why you might want to do an intranet. But that could be another reason why you might 
either you know, at Antranet or maybe there's something on your current website public facing which it shouldn't be or maybe you don't need it to be. Yeah. You know, then you consider, you know, you put it on Antranet mm -hmm. and that's where that lives. And Well, and along those lines, you know, you talk about bringing some of it internally is you might be sharing too much, whether that's uh, stuff that should be internal. Yeah. Or maybe your website's just got out of hand and it's confusing people with the amount of content that you have. So maybe it is time to kind of dial it back a little yeah. bit and consolidate things, put stuff in the Internet. Yep. Um, consolidate pages to the sitemap, things like that. Sure. No, that makes total sense. Yep. Um, anyways, that's a lot of good stuff. I mean, we. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to changing your website, there's again, there's a lot of reasons it could be, but those are probably some of the, you know, maybe there's maybe that's too many things to consider. But everyone's situation is different. You know, everyone maybe is not in the same spot someone else is, or you know, but but those are all good reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we've been trying to do over the last few podcasts is get uh, questions and feedback and, and things from our, our viewers. Uh, maybe they're watching live or maybe they watch it later. And one of the questions that came up is, what, how would we treat the whole uh, Pepsi commercial and United uh, Airlines, um, uh, all, all of those things? And I, I, say, I think we'll probably briefly touch on them here just because, you know, we did, somebody did ask us. So I, I well... Way you can touch on all you want. I'm I'm going to touch on just the fact that the social media lately has been really funny. Yeah, the stuff yeah. people are making. <laughs> yeah. That. What's the one Jan you showed this morning? That was. Uh, I just found one today from uh, Enter the Dojo. It's a YouTube channel that does a, a parody of martial arts. They have a, a defending against United Airlines <laughs> from Master Ken. And, uh, Gra I think Gracie Breakdown uh, Jiu Jitsu. They have one as well. That, so, that so if you're getting dragged down in the middle center yeah. of the aisle, pretty much how to respond if you're being dragged off an airplane. <laughs> I like the, I mean, everybody keeps rewriting the, the taglines for United. And this isn't new news. We know that. But yeah. it just keeps going. And, and every right. day it's there's life, something it's new. It's yeah. taking on such a life of its own. And yeah, United Rescue just, I mean, what a, what a, what a PR flub. Oh <laughs> well, and that's God. exactly what it is. It's m much more PR than, than a lot of the stuff we do. So, mm -hmm. oh, my God. I think the Pepsi one now, um, I don't know enough about the background of what, which agency did the yeah, ad and, right. and all the background stories. So I'm not going to talk on that. I would just say it's it's a lot of what we've talked about last week and this week is know your audience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't it's, know how they missed missed the boat on that, yeah. but um, well, I'm just I'm just yeah, thinking it through a little bit. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I know SNL last not this last weekend with Fallon, but the week before they had a they had a parody of that. It was the making of. I don't know if you saw that. No. And they basically they were the whole time like. Being told, that, of course, this is a parody, but that this is a bad idea, and we kind of did it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. You know, one of the spots I love right now is the Carl's Jr. and Hardee's commercial, and it. it I really like. You got to go online and watch the two minute, it's two or three minute version of it. Uh, there's there's some thirty seconds on on the TV right now that are good too, but it. It starts off and they have Carl Jr. It's a made-up character um, sitting in his office having a good time. You think of all the the punk the, rich kid. Uh, yeah, the punk rich kid. All yeah. the ads they've had lately, you know, with all the sex sells and, and that kind of stuff. And then it has another fake character, which is uh, Carl Party Senior coming in <laughs> and basically saying, "I don't know how this happened, how we got away from, uh, you know, selling good burgers, and we went into this area, but we're done with it now." And He's basically scolding his fake son and drag, dragging him through the, the business there. And 
going back to the roots. I don't know. I, I love the, the longer version of it. Maybe we can put a link somewhere on yeah, it. Yeah, maybe when we, we post it on the blog, we can do that. Um, it's funny you say that fast food thing. I was at, uh, so I was at, um, well, I was waiting to go to my son's uh, baseball game the other night. And uh, so I ate at Arby's in West Duluth. It was down the street. This was whatever. But I walked in and I forgot how much I loved the, I need a hero. <laughs> Every time I seen, I walked in there and I saw the stupid sign, and it was a perfect example that advertising works. As yeah. dumb as it might be, sometimes it works. Yeah, because I, I right away I went, <laughs> I need a euro. I didn't get a euro, but. Um, I laugh at those commercials every time too, and then I and then I sing it for the next twenty minutes. You know, right. I think I think my family's pretty sick of that. Right. So anyways. I like the one too, the the Philly cheesesteak one where they're doing the um, in West Philadelphia, born <laughs> and yeah. yeah. I like that. That's one too. a good one too. You know, when that whole campaign first started, I thought, "What is this? Who yeah. did this?" And whatever. But I have to say, I think the more I've seen it, the more I actually like the Arby commercials. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. That's probably something for another another episode. But um, anyways, that's uh, that's some good stuff. Yeah. Well, I think we got to that point where we we're gonna ask probably, for uh, probably overseed our welcome. <laughs> Facebook's yeah. ready to kick us off. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Real quick before we leave, I, to, to Phil's point before too. Yeah. If you ever have any questions or or comments, you know, don't don't feel bad about uh, posting them here and. We'll try and answer next time or, or whatever. But uh, one thing that I know we're going to start doing is, is posting more of these videos, not only on Facebook as we've been doing live, but to post the actual replay video um, mm -hmm. on our YouTube channel. Um, and then uh, obviously we have uh, the audio version of, of our podcast is always in iTunes. So whew, there's so many ways that you can uh, hear about cat videos. You can't ignore us. You can't ignore us. No. Yeah. You can only hope to con – no. How does that go? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, until next time, um, thanks for listening, watching, and talk to you again later, I guess. Yeah. We got to work on that. The ending. Yeah, gotta, yeah, the ending we got to work on. All right. So, but anyways, see you later. Bye-bye.